Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm your host Stephanie, here with my co-host Ariel. Hello. And happy Friday. Favorite day of the week. Mm-hmm. Favorite day of the week. This is episode 26, coming at you live, guys. Yes. And Ariel and I are actually both drinking the same thing today, even though we're not together, which I know is insanely shocking because we never drink the same thing. Never. Unless it's water. It's like a coincidence, too. We're like, oh, what are we drinking? Bam. We are um, drinking ooh. vitamin water. What flavor, Ariel? It's that triple X one, like the purpley one. It's so good. So it's kind of funny. So I obviously, at this point, people know I'm pregnant. Um, and I have not really had a ton of food cravings, um, thank God. But what I have had is drink cravings. Yeah. And I remember, like, it was maybe, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Like, I think before all this quarantine stuff started, and I'm grocery shopping, I'm walking through Walmart, and I walk by, like, a one of the cases of vitamin water and it was just like this overwhelming desire i was like i need like i opened one in the store because i'm like i'm gonna die if i don't have that right this second you're like i will pay for this but i need all of them in this yes i'd have very weird cravings like that not necessarily drink but like one thing like I went through a really big phase with my first with like pink vodka sauce. Like I wanted pasta just so I could have pink vodka sauce instead of marinara. Like it was like weird (laughs) things like that where I wasn't like, oh, I wanted like, like chips. You know what I mean? Like it was like, I wanted that one sauce on like 20 bowls of pasta 400 times a day. Like that's all I wanted. Yep. I've only had like any food cravings I've had. It's just been like, oh, that would be nice if I could have, I don't know, French fries. Like, but it wasn't that like overwhelming. Like I need this right now, but vitamin water i do that more now that i'm not pregnant i'm like you're like sometimes i'll sit in my house i'm like i really want sushi and someone's like okay and then it'd be like an hour i'm like no i have to get it like my mind can't stop thinking about it now and my daughter always looks at me and i'm like this is what happens when you're adult you want something you can get it (laughs) have you seen that meme it's so funny it's i've seen it a couple times on facebook and it's like sometimes i forget that i'm an adult and i can literally go to the store and buy cake whenever i want yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> like, you're like, oh man. And sometimes I'm like, no, you can actually go get this. You're living your best life. Let's yeah. do it. Oh, and it man. makes me think so. One of my friends, uh, Laura, who I, we lived together for a little while, and her thing is cold um, birthday cake. That's just like what her go to is, like, if she wants something like sweet. Uh, uh-huh. So we would, I would literally just come home and there'd just be like a whole birthday cake in the fridge and she's like i just need cold birthday cake that's amazing you do, you do. i've done well, that about yeah, uh like, carvel ice cream cake like i'll be like hey i bought a carvel cake that I freaking yes. and my husband and i are like yes dessert later when the kids are right. let's hide it from the kids yes because <laughs> why on earth would i buy good food if i had to share it no i'm just kidding guys yeah Let's let's chat about Quincy Allen. Yes, today we are covering Quincy Allen. Uh, He is very interesting. You want me to start, Harrow? Yeah, if you want to. All right, so Quincy Allen was born in 1980, so he is actually very close to my husband's age. Um, Mm -hmm. Not super far off from our age. I mean, under 10 years. Um, like many of the serial killers we've been researching especially recently like the past three or four i've researched there's not really anything about his early life like literally i read someone who was like guy was born in louisiana forgot where and i was like oh, okay <laughs> and that was end. the only information about his early life 
Um, but so Quincy um, decided to start killing people after a conversation he had with a cellmate while he was incarcerated for a grand theft auto. So like we've seen with most serial killers, um, early crime history of just like petty theft, uh, auto grand theft auto, things like that. Um, the fellow inmate told him that once he got out, he should look into being a hitman for the mafia. So Quincy was like, oh, my God, that's the best idea I've ever heard in my life. But um, I need to practice, though. Yeah, but uh, obviously, if I'm going to apply to work at the mafia, I need to have yes. a solid killing resume first. <laughs> so he was released from prison, and guys, like, we don't even have the age. Like, there was literally okay. no nothing. So he started practicing his skills by brutally killing four people in a two-month period, which I understand you want to, quote-unquote, get your practice for the mafia, but, like, you're drawing a lot of attention to yourself killing mad people in two months. Like, that is the number one red flag. Like, Like, everyone's like, okay, so all these people died in the same area in two months. So 90% sure they're connected. Like, but he really wanted that mafia job. He was young, too, like, if you look at his picture, he looks, I mean, I know, I know he's not, but he looks like a teenager. Yeah. He's just this, like, he's only 40 teenager. now. So he's not, remember when we were younger right. though, when 40 was like 800 and now we're like 30, cool. we're in our thirties and we're like, oh my God, like 90 <laughs> is when you start getting old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we are not old. We are not old at all. <laughs> Even though we feel old, we're not old. <laughs> oh my God, so, so yeah. Um, it's like we said, it's, it's hard to tell if he had like other serial killer tendencies. Like, did he torture animals? Was his mom mean to him? Um, did he have a good or bad childhood upbringing? Like maybe he didn't have parents. Who knows? Um, did he set fires? Only one thing that I found, um, and basically it just said that there was physical abuse and mental disorders that ran in his family. That's it though. Like it gives no details. Um, so I mean it does say that schizophrenia was one of the mental disorders doesn't say who it doesn't say how like was it in his immediate family was it his mom was it a great aunt like there's nothing so and it did say sort of a- he did go in and out of like psychiatric facilities six times in the 90s which means he was in his teens like late 90s he would have been right. in his late teens early 20s um so he definitely went through something but there was just all the information was just so vague and something else we've noticed about um serial killers when we have researched them specifically uh male serial killers is if they had a bad upbringing or like a you know just a bad childhood life they don't talk about it it's not something that they want to acknowledge so i think a lot of time we don't learn about their early life because they refuse to say anything about it so unless like a parent or something was like oh yeah he was a triple babe like we don't know anything about it um a lot of them seem to have such fucked up childhoods or just do such fucked up things that they literally just don't say words like like, i'm not gonna talk about that at all i'm just gonna completely pretend it didn't happen because that's gonna you know that's not what's important i want i don't want to be known for like growing up in a shitty life i want to be known for killing people so yeah actually that does make sense a lot yeah um and so much like the killer we covered last week um, uh, Paul, I'm like, why can I remember who he is? Paul Runge. Um, there's more information on his victims, on 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 Quincy's victims, than there is on his like childhood and teen years and stuff like that. Which um, we like. We, what we like, we like to get info yeah. on the victims. We like to. I definitely do covering um, them. I feel like it needs to be. It needs to be talked about. These victims need to be talked about. Yeah, um, for sure. All right, so, so do you want to dive into his victims? Yeah, I'll, I'll start okay. on the first one. So this starts in 2002. 
So again, he's really not that old. He's in his early 20s. Yeah. Um, and so this was, you know, like we said, he wanted to start practicing his hitman skills. So this I find a little funny because his weapon of choice is a shotgun. Which is not anything now, you'd ever use as a hitman because it's like the most obviously loud weapon on the planet. Seriously. It's like, like bam, yeah. and your whole shoulder dissipate, dislocates. Like, it's just not a good life choice. <laughs> Silencer, dude. Have you not watched yeah, any mafia movies ever? Yeah. I'm sure later my husband will listen to this and be like, actually, I'll tell you exactly what kind of gun a hitman would use. My husband is a veteran. And um, he's he also he's one of those people that just has like all that mindless information where he could tell you so anything about anything random. So yeah. he very much so would be like, so the shotgun was actually invented in. And then blah, blah, and Aaron and I are like, we don't actually care that much. Yeah. And he's like, no, you must know. So we learn a yeah. lot of insane information from her husband just because like that's the kind of brain he has. Like, it's and just I who he is. I actually find myself being jealous because he can just retain so much information. I mean, yeah, I can't. don't get me wrong. He can't remember to take the trash out, but he can remember the entire war of, I don't know, name a year and he'll tell you. Um, but it's just like, it's crazy the amount of information that he can keep in his head. And I'm like, yeah, see. Aaron and I are like, so I think we had dinner last week and I think yes. it had something to do with cheese. Like, right. our memories are maybe, crap. <laughs> maybe there was pasta. I don't know. Like, I, nothing. It just, other <laughs> And he makes fun of me because he's like, yeah, but you can remember all this stuff about serial killers. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously that's interesting. But you know what? That's what's what's interesting to him. It's like wars and shotguns exactly. and things like that. So it's I but it's just time. he should have been a history teacher. Yeah, uh, my father in law is the same way. Like he literally is like, oh well, back in this, and I'm like, nope. I just sorry I can't like, like my brain can't retain it because it's not as interesting to me as it is to him so like he wants to talk right. about it and I'm like I can't my brain just doesn't want to I'm sorry like yeah. but the best part is when my husband talks about anything geography related so guys it I'm not proud of it okay I'm I was not. like Errol's about well, to embarrass the shit out of herself so. right like for real though because <laughs> it is embarrassing how little I know about basic geography like I know the continents that's about it <laughs> because he'll be like oh yeah blah 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 stan and i'm like i don't i don't know what you're like is. is that a real place are you sure <laughs> there have been a couple of times where i'm like oh come on that's not real and he'll like go to the map and he's like no it's right here so anytime I ha- i'm like hey where's bali and he's like why don't you know where bali is i'm like i don't know why would i ever need to know where bali is i don't know He's like, these are just basic geography information. Like, you should know this. We also like to joke a lot that we went to Catholic school. So, like, while people learned more in-depth things about history, we were learning about, like, nuns and their history. So, we like like to... We're like, we're not straight dumb. We know things. We just... Just not helpful things. Like, I know everything about the life and death of Jesus Christ. You best believe. You best believe. But, do I know basic geography? No, ma'am. I do not. Yeah, I think, too, Ariel and I have always been this way, which is another reason why we get along so well, is just that our brains retain what they want to retain, like most people. And so, like, we, like, you know, we were good students, but, like, we learned it to pass a test and then never thought about it again because it, like, did not interest us in the slightest. And I know that sounds terrible. We should be interested in our history and our culture and, you know, but we just... Like, my brain physically is like, I, you don't care. I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. Exactly. But then, like, I'm really great at algebra. And, I like, math is, you know, I'm not against okay. it. 
until I had to help my fifth grader. Then my oh, brain was like, God. I'm so dry. I tell my husband all the time, like, I really hope our kid has your brain because if I not, at least he can teach them because my husband's like, well, you got all the school stuff, right, lady? And I'm like, Ugh. Right. Ugh. yeah, it's going to be the opposite. I'm going to be like, yeah, so I don't know any of this. Yeah, You're gonna have to ask Dad. you have to watch a lot of I've watched a lot of YouTube videos um, like on math that I've never heard of. And I'm like, oh you're God. 10. What the hell is a polynomial? Go like I don't I don't remember that. So I watched like, a YouTube video and then I went to help her. And I think that she just got more annoyed. Like she was like, wow, my mom's a dumbass. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that, that was the conclusion for her. Um, so thank God she has like office hours and teachers that can help her, especially during this quarantine. Because like as much as I try, I'm not I'm not that person. Person. Right. There's a reason I I like don't teach anything <laughs> to yeah. students. Yeah. So uh, sorry guys, we got off. Yeah, on. sorry, that was a crazy tangent. So shotgun of choice for kill yes. number one. <laughs> so he decides to attack the 51 year old homeless man. This poor guy, James White. He's just chilling on a bench in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, he was actually taking a little snooze, and um, Alan just walked up to him and shot him twice. And he so, lived. He lived, yeah. So first of all, you failed. Number one, you failed as a hitman. You're a terrible hitman. So you're supposed to kill the people. That's literally the point. I hope, right. like, it's like, is the mafia? My question is, is he just gonna do it and then tell the mafia? Like, the mafia generally wants to know you can do it and do it properly, so they would want to like have someone keep an eye on you. So you're just gonna be like, so I, I shot this guy on a bench. Can I have the so job? That's why he needed the practice. Duh. Yeah, what he did terribly. So anyway, I'll do victim number two. So three days later, three days, days. he kills a 45-year-old named Dale Hall, or no, Hall, that was right, near a Columbia I-77 stop using a saw-off shotgun. So he's like really into the shotgun life, which again, not, I think, the weapon of choice for a hitman. Just that's my personal brain thinking he was shot in the head the face the leg and the stomach area and then he drove by to a nearby truck stop bought a can of gasoline returned to the body poured the gasoline on it and then burnt it another point in my brain here and again i'm not a hitman guys so like if i'm way off please feel free to let us know yeah Uh, generally a hitman kills someone with one shot and then fucking goes it doesn't you don't shoot someone 15 times because that's messy and hitmen are not messy people and the other thing is you don't kill people th- like with three days in between like basically how not to be a hitman is this guy yeah like he's not gonna get the job guys his resume is not shaping up well for him right now it's terrible it's just terrible so if you if you want to do the third victim um yeah so about a month later he i guess he got into a little fight with someone at a bar um and he fatally shot 22-year-old uh, Jedediah, or Jed, who was a friend of the bar owner um, who tried to actually intervene during it. So basically, there was a little bit of a scuffle um, and he ended up chasing the guy to his house and then set it on fire. So it looks like he's kind of similar to our uh, friend Paul Runt. Yeah. And again, like we said, hitmen are very calculated. They do. It's like a one and done thing. They're not like chasing people. They're not like adding like setting stuff on fire is a completely added step that he chose to do that like a hitman would never do. Like he was like, and like, what, what are you accomplishing by setting this guy's porch on fire? Like he has to go out the back door. I just, I need to know like what your thought process was in that moment because he seems very like unhinged and messy. Like you can tell he doesn't have experience, but he's not. 
like he's very all over the place like i don't think he knows exactly what he's doing like he's like oh i got in a fight and then i ended up shooting this guy so now i think i have to burn someone's porch like i think his mind is just going so fast that he's kind of just like oh sure i'll just do whatever because he doesn't know what else to be doing at this point in time he's like and he's still very young like we said like it's not like he it's not like he learned from a hitman like he's just very he's just playing it he's winging it Uh, And then the next day, he actually set fire to um, a car that was at that same bar. It was, like, an employee. Um, And then I guess he just went through and, like, set a few cars on fire. That was just, like, what he felt like doing. Which also, again, what does this have to do with being a hitman? I've never in my life read a story where a hitman's like, so I just lit a bunch of cars on fire for no apparent reason. Like, And then, so three days after that, so he must have been traveling at this point. He's in North Carolina. He um, shoots and kills a 53-year-old and a 29-year-old while at a gas station. Also, very open space. You're standing right there. Hitmen are usually pretty far away or you're in a secluded area. It's a one-and-done shot. They go. Nothing is said. Right. This is, he seems like it's what he really wanted to do, but he just, like, I don't think he realized maybe, like, the work or like how he would feel so i feel like he kind of started becoming more on his as he was killing people and he may have liked the feeling but like he wasn't calculated or organized in his killings or anything he did like you don't just randomly start setting cars on fire if you are paying attention to what you're doing <laughs> yeah, and especially because he's doing it like one of them was like outside a texas roadhouse so it's not like you're hiding who you are there's security cameras we're in the 2000s it's not like this was years and years ago it's very easy for someone to watch you light 10 cars on fire in a parking lot on a security right. camera so he definitely wasn't focused on like being organized so i think that is ultimately a big reason as to like what led to his capture was he was just right. i mean apart from doing everything in like a day basically um, Literally, I mean, this was like not even a week, I don't think. And then, so because he's, you know, so great at uh, being a hitman, he's apprehended two days after his final kill. Um, so at this point, he... He's in Texas. He, what? <laughs> at this point, he's in Texas. So he literally yeah, was just so, doing things and then driving. And I'm wondering if that's why he thought he might not get caught right away, because he was moving from oh, state yeah. to state. So maybe he thought in his mind, like, oh, well, that was in Virginia and this one was in Texas and that was in South Carolina. So they're never going to find me because I'm all over the place. Yeah, maybe. Um, So, all right. So he ends up getting caught in Texas, like Stephanie said. Uh, He was sleeping in an abandoned car. Uh, So at this point, he's taken back to South Carolina and he's charged with the killings. He does plead guilty and he ends up being sentenced to death. Um, so he's supposed to be ex- executed January 8th, 2010, which is still as we, um, like we've been talking about the last few killers, is um, the death penalty. These people are, are hanging out on death row for quite a while. Yeah. And then, um, so he gets sentenced to um, death row, and then his attorney um, is gets approved for a state of execution. Now, I actually had to Google this because a state of execution it doesn't necessarily have to do with just the death penalty. This is used in any kind of um, case. And it basically is just a court order that temporarily suspends the execution of a court judgment. So it's not like the execution itself. It's just like whatever the final judgment was from, um, you know, the jury, their judge. So it does end up getting approved. Um, and and this was like hours after the verdict was announced uh, and so the south carolina supreme court accepted the motion 
And then at this point, a new date hadn't been picked for like his, like a new trial or um, a different sentencing. Like he's just like chilling on death row, um, waiting to be executed. Now, this guy, he's real sloppy. He's a terrible, terrible serial killer. <laughs> like, um, because during his time on death row, him and another inmate actually violently stab, um, attack and stab a correctional officer. So they basically plan the attack and kill. Uh, and so they're at the Lieber Correctional Institution. That's the prison he's at. Um, they made shanks using metal from an air duct in the prison. Um, so this poor, I think you call him a security guard. He's a correctional officer. There's a difference. Um, so his correctional officer, they were like, hey, like, can we go outside to the basketball court and being a nice guy? He's like, yeah, definitely. I'll escort you. And then they fucking attack him and stab him multiple times. Thank God, as a correctional officer, you have pretty significant training. Um, and most of the time you're in pretty good shape. So he was able to fight them off. Um, so he fights yeah. them off and Alan and the other inmate who um, attempted the murder of this correctional officer, they tried to jump the fence of the prison, which obviously is not super easy to do. Right. Um, so then when they couldn't get out, they're like, fuck this, we're just going to destroy everything and just start just being assholes, throwing shit around. Which is know. also dumb because it's like, that's your common area as a prisoner. So you're just fucking up your right. own shit. Like, you you're not hurting a correctional officer. You're hurting your other in the other inmates and yourself, which like just gives them reason to want to kill you. The other right. Inmates. And then, so at this point, they're stripped of their privilege. Privilege. So I mean, everything. They can't go outside. They can't have any visitation. They can't use the phone. Nothing. Like, they have the bare minimum. Um, so, thankfully, the correctional officer does survive. However, he has, like, severe PTSD from the event and ends up having to be relieved of his position. So, like, that's awful. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, so, as Ariel said, he's still waiting execution. And I think we talk about this so much just because... In our minds, or at least, like, when originally the death penalty was instated, it was, like, you were so terrible that you deserve to die, like, now. And within a week, right. those people were killed. But, like, even right. the... Aaron and I live in Rhode Island, so we're very close to Boston. So when the Boston bombing happened at the Boston Marathon, um, they gave him the death penalty, and he's still sitting on death row and appealing his sentences. So, like, right. it's already been seven years, but it's not, like, they don't even have a date. Like, there are people yeah. who have been waiting for 30 years that are sitting on death row. When death row originally was, like, oh, you're going to die because you're so terrible and it happened right away now it's like are you just saying it because i'm bad but i'm not actually gonna die until i die on my own like it it's like there was a point to it when it started but now i feel like use a different term or just stop giving people like the death penalty if they're not gonna die like if they're not gonna die at like us killing them or like the government killing them at the prison's hands because that was their sentence then like they should they should just be in life in prison without parole and then as they die they die you know like it just i feel like it's gotten more confusing over the years because death penalty doesn't carry the same weight as it did before like yeah it still means the same thing but it's not carried out in that like quick and swift manner like it was intended to when it started and most places don't even have it anymore so yeah to see so many people like get the death penalty when it doesn't even exist in most states anymore it's like it's almost like one of those things like okay maybe that's something that like needs to be rethought in the long run like maybe a different term for it or 
whatever. Like, I understand the death penalty is like, that's the worst thing you could possibly get. But then if you're not actually dying, getting killed. Well, and so here was my question. Like, when I was doing this research, there's actually a link that I'm going to have. We're going to have Stephanie do it because let's face it, I can. Uh, <laughs> okay. Put it on Facebook. Um, I literally was Googling, like, why are people on death row for so long? So there's a quote from a Dr. Robert Little. Um, he was an assistant professor uh, in Arkansas for um, the UA Little Rock's Department of Criminal Justice. So this quote is, there are steps that the government has to take in order to ensure that they are executing the worst of the worst and they are not executing innocent people. Fair. Now, here's my issue with this. To me, okay, so they go to trial and they, they're charged with a crime, they go to trial, they're found guilty. So when the sentencing comes, it's not like they're just like throwing out the death penalty all willy-nilly. Thank you. The seven Ooh, death sorry guys. are scheduled I to be the executed. Link the, the video oh. started playing. <laughs> What's happening right now? I was like, what is that? Um, I was just I was reopening the link so I could make sure I could I if there's anything I want to add. But I do want to point out, like Ariel said, yes, they want to make sure they're um, giving the death penalty to obviously people who deserve it and not innocent people. And unfortunately you like to think, okay, well everyone who gets sentenced is guilty, but honestly that's not usually the case. I mean, we see a lot of people who should get the death penalty and don't. We see like 12 year old girls who kill their rapists and they get the fucking death penalty. Um, so I can definitely, when you put it that way, I can see it, but I just think we should stop saying death penalty if it's not something we're gonna continue to carry out. Right. That's all I'm saying. Like, I understand it, but I definitely think there are people who, I mean, there's people all over the world that get set up for other shit. I mean, I'm watching that show. I can't remember who it, I can't remember who runs it. It's like a celebrity, but anyway, it's based on a true story and it's about this guy who did get on, he got sentenced for life in prison for something and it's based on a true story and he like becomes a lawyer through like a loophole. It's called for life, but he's not actually guilty. Ah. Um, so that definitely does happen. So I can totally see why they're saying that. But again, if that's the case, then like we just shouldn't be handing out the death penalty at all. And we should right. like be coming up with other terms or other sentences that like would still hold that extremeness without just saying death penalty. Because I feel like that just throws me off personally. <laughs> Maybe the rest of you are like normal and you're like, this is not complicated. I don't know why you two are so special, but like we we <laughs> like, just why like in in our brain specifically like i think death penalty i think like okay if you're if you have the death penalty you're such a terrible person that you should be dying right away like that's the point right. of the death penalty that so, just makes sense tell us your tell when i when i post the link let us know what you think do you think that we should yeah. still be using the term death penalty or do you think that it's like a past term and since most places don't even like allow the death penalty should we should the government come up with a new term or name it different or whatever yeah because that's our weird brain so right but anyway that's what we have for quincy allen yeah i feel like it went pretty quickly because he just killed everyone in a three-day fucking period like yeah he was real aggressive and again in a very messy way like oh and like some days he wasn't killing people he was just setting cars on fire so right i think he was just young disorganized killer um you know he wanted to be a killer but just couldn't quite figure out why or his method so he was just very very messy but i mean i guess it ended up working out because he was caught two days after his final kill so i mean that's good because you know the very organized killers those are the ones who go on to kill for like decades 
Yeah, and, and there are people, and, like, some of them have this insane patience where they'll kill, like, 10 people and then realize, like, the police or FBI are close to them or something, and then they won't kill for, like, 15 years. And then they'll start again. Mm-hmm. You're like... Like, I don't right. have enough patience to, like, help my kid with her math, let alone wait 15 years <laughs> if I'm a psycho killer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be you have to be really calculated and organized to be like, you know what? Looks like they're close to me. I can easily wait 10 years and then start again just yeah. to throw them off. Um, right. Whereas it looks like he really wanted this hitman job. So he thought, OK, the sooner I get this over with, the better. Then, like, I, I wonder if he thought maybe, like, if I kill all these people, the mafia will find me and be like, great job, dude want to be a hitman like i'm wondering how he like thought he would reach get in touch with the mafia to like prove his worth that's a good that's a good question because i feel like they would have found out and been like you're a dumbass (laughs) like you're not good at this (laughs) we are not having you on our payroll because the whole point is to try to keep this secret and you're just blowing people's heads off with a fucking shotgun and so, setting cars on fire because, like, you're bored or mad or something. Right. So, uh, not hired. Goodbye. Yeah, very hot-headed, for sure. Yeah. So, I yeah, guess he was so young. Yeah, I mean, he's only 40 now, which is not right. old, so. Yeah very young so guys that is quincy allen um again don't forget like us rate us uh email us questions comments concerns um we will post the link ariel i will post the link ariel was talking about (laughs) on facebook um among like his picture and maybe like one or two other cool things i find um and that's all we have for today so happy friday thanks for listening guys we love you Bye. bye